so um, I mean, I don't want to start the show pissing off vegans, so I guess I'll try no. not to. Say it with your chest. Do it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with them. It's just, you know, you always know they're there in the room. Yeah. I, I want to say for the record, that's not that that's not the same. That's not all vegans. No one gives a shit when, in real life. Those are just like the fake meat industry really? bullshit stories. Are you sure? I, I mean... I feel I'm like saying, anytime I've been in a room with a vegan, I've known I was in the room with a vegan because they let me know for sure. I'm not saying that there aren't people like that. There are mm-hmm. a bunch of people that are like that, but I'm saying most people aren't like that. I don't know because all the other vegans I know, they're just like, yeah, I'm, I heard I'm vegan once and then that was the last time I heard about it. Wow. It's just weird when you go out to eat. You're just like, all right, well, I don't know if I can eat anything here. And that's where it gets tricky. But most of the time we prepare yeah. in advance for that shit, so. Just feels like it'd be easier to be vegetarian. Call it a day. I, I'm technically vegetarian. I'm ovo lacto vegetarian. I don't know what you just said to me. I don't know any of those words. I eat milk and eggs uh-huh. and cheese. I don't eat uh-huh. like beef or chicken or fish. But you do. I eat eggs. I eat milk and I eat cheese. So I shouldn't invite you over for a barbecue. I mean, you can find me over a barbecue. There's plenty of other shit that you have there. You're not just going to give me just meat. There's like potato salad and mac and cheese if you're doing it right. Like, you know. Just... I mean, mac and cheese, yes. Potato salad, no. I'm not that American. Hmm. Not, I'm not really a potato salad fan. Yeah. I mean, I'd probably, you know, have some Jamaican foods there too, like a patty or something. Yeah. I mean, you can. there's like veggie patties. And... Uh, Golden so Crust has vegan passing or ve- vegetarian passing. I Golden Crust has Beyond Beef, uh, Beyond Patties, and they're actually pretty oh, good. God. I've had them; they're not bad. Uh, uh. What has happened since that man committed suicide? They've now made Beyond Patties. God, who committed suicide? He must suicide? be rolling over in his. Gr- he did. He did. Who? He actually did. Who? The founder the guy- of Golden Crust. Seriously? Oh, right. Yeah, so that's true. That is, that is what happened. Wow. He's probably rolling over in his grave now, knowing that this Beyond Patty is being sold. No, that doesn't sound right. I think he would just be like, He'll oh, sweet. Kill himself again. <laughs> dark. Dark opening to the show. I mean, either that or just all the vegans turned off. Like, ow. Hi, Mirza. Hi, Mirza. Happy listening. Shout out to Mirza. Yes. Shout out to Mirza. No, man. Maybe that'll be a, a small <laughs> snippet we have to make. Hey, Mirza, you should listen to this podcast. <laughs> Hi, Mirza. Oh, he's a man. friend of ours. He's a, he's a vegan. Although yes. he's pretty cool. But, uh, you know. He did let me know when I first met him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And uh, with that, welcome to the Totally Original Geek News Podcast. The podcast about geek news and all the stuff like it. I uh, hate vegans. Host. I'm sorry. If you hate vegans, we don't hate vegans. I don't hate vegans. I don't. I'm your host, Sam Harper, and I'm Andrew McDonald. Yeah. Send all your hate mail to Andrew at rapturepress.com. That's the guy who wants to get it all. You joke, and now you're going to get like some colorful shit, and you're not going to be. It's okay. I gave them the wrong email address, anyways. It's just going to bounce. Um. So apparently, Paul Bettany nearly had a penis. Yeah, not, not in real life, but like as the vision. For, yeah, you needed to phrase that better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like I guess his vision character has a penis, but we nearly saw it in uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron because for a little while, uh, Joss Whedon was apparently big on it, and Kevin Feige and the rest of them were like, eh, "No." And then he kind of demanded a bunch of pictures be drawn up so he could see it. From different angles and get the idea of what it would look like i guess when they presented the vision to the world and then when he finally saw it he was just like yeah yeah i don't know those second guys now we're not gonna do this and it's just kind of like cool all right so yeah okay so like um why <laughs> i don't know i guess he figured you know naked synthesoid man has to have a penis gotta see it you just need to see Robo Dong. That's what it was. I guess. I don't know. Red Dong. <laughs> that is so weird. That is so. Ooh, that Red is, Dong. You know what? It. You know, Josh Whedon is not having a great decade. But no, like, no, he's not. And I mean, fuck that guy. But 
you know he's weird, right? Like, you know it, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, because he was adamant about this. Peter Bettany was I mean, like, he's like... You know, he'd gotten to the point where he could do no wrong, so... Apparently, because, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, that should have leaked faster. Like, he was aggressive yeah. about this robot penis, I mean, you guys. Like, aggressive. You know, the movie did well. Marvel Universe is on top of the world. You're not going to rock the boat and talk about... You know, the guy wanted me to have a penis, you know, swinging around when I come out for my first time. Just slanging. Yeah, just slanging around robo penis. Yeah. So uh, that didn't come out to now, but it has. And now we know. And we can judge him. I'm judging the fudge out of him. So, so hard. So hard. So uh, what's up with you and uh, not liking dystopian stories anymore? Oh, okay. So, like, I was um, reading news stories. Uh, I read uh, Two Moons, which is a very weird story that I'm going to enjoy reading. But uh, there was an advertisement at the end of it, because, you know, comic books have advertisements for feature comic books. And mm-hmm. it was this comic, it was coming called, I think, called Cloud or something like that or whatever. And it was, the tagline was, uh, if you want to play around with a fictional pandemic, if you want to read about a fictional pandemic for a change, check this out. And I was just like, no, you like immediately <laughs> unsold that for me. You like couldn't do it any better. Good job. And yeah, then man, I was you just, gotta write what you know. And uh, this guy apparently knows pandemics now. But like that was reminding me, like, you know the Walking Dead is they're coloring it in, right? I did not know that. Yeah, like every week they're releasing a new issue of The Walking Dead and it's like colored in. So they're, they're like actually giving colors to it. And it's like that's really cool. But um I don't wanna read it again. And I yeah. think it's because of the whole thing. And it's just like, it's sh- like it's. I don't want to, I've been like thinking about it and I'm trying to find any dystopian stuff that I want to read and I can't get myself to do it. And it's just like, mm, I think it's because of this. I mean, we just got over four years of living in a dystopia that mm-hmm. it felt like. And now it's like, hey, we've moved past that. Like things feel calm and normal again outside of the pandemic outside our doors. Why go back? But, you know, it it's it's rough, and then I think that's probably why I like the the whole Jonathan Hickman's run of the X Men and all the stuff that's going on with like Reign of X and House of X and all that stuff. I I think it's because like this was like the, the this is literally the stablest I've ever seen the mutants, like all, all like mutant cast. Like I think it's it's like almost the opposite of a dystopian thing, where it's just like I mean found, there's a lot of hope going around for sure. Yeah, it's very much their paradise. Like they yeah. figured out a whole bunch of other stuff. They'll I mean, be- they figured out immortality. They figured out how to cure diseases. Uh, they can pretty much go anywhere in the known universe whenever they want to. Yes, they've got they've they've got ridiculous amounts of money, like buying nations yeah. levels money. Yeah, and like they have diplom, they have intern almost international immunity from every yeah. from any crime. So just like yeah, no, this is like the most. That's yeah, like I mean, it's pretty good to be a mutant in the Marvel universe right now because like. If it's not good where you are and you can get out of your country, you can go live there. Yeah. And it's pretty good there. Honestly, you could probably put a video on, on the internet. Please help me mutants. Or like send an email. Because, oh, oh, um, the last issue of, uh, what is it? My favorite my favorite little kids. X-Factor? X-Men. No, The Runaways. The Runaways, yeah. Yeah, so like Molly's a mutant. And yes. like uh, there, two issues ago, they showed her some, like looking at a pretty much a website brochure for like Kakoa. And apparently mm-hmm. she must have sent them an article to say, some get me. Because Wolverine and Pixie showed up to come get her. Hmm. And like they were like they were tussling with the mute the tussling with the runaway kids. And like their phone was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're not trying to kidnap Molly. She sent us an invite to come get her. She said she wanted to go. So they're just like, so we're gonna see what happens next. But I'm just Let's like, see. you can just so you can probably just there's links. I mean, Pixie yeah. can teleport, so they probably just teleport straight to the nearest gate and then Yeah. Makes sense. You know, once they go through the backlog and they figure out if you're a mutant, yeah, they'll just, we will pick you up. The yeah. bus is coming at noon. Yeah, just get your stuff, teleport. Hey, what's up? You can come just with me. Just get on the mutant bus. I mean, and look at the SWORD team. They can make, they can teleport anywhere on the fucking planet. So they can just get one of the rainfall people to just run a shift. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I missed that book. I didn't need to read it yet. So let's check it out. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Um, Weird. Yeah, outside of that... I guess I've been playing a dystopian game, this game called Remnant, which is basically about, I don't know, the worlds, but like weird plant things have taken over it. Mm. So it's just these things called the root. 
Mm. They're wiping out humanity. And you are trying to help save it. And it's basically a Souls game, but you have a lot of guns. So like, it's ridiculously hard. I like Dark Souls? I basically was yelling. Yeah, I was kind of yelling. Awesome. playing it with a friend of mine. Uh, two friends of mine. Uh, around 1.30 in the morning. At 2 o'clock when we beat this giant tree dragon. Because uh, it was like a dragon that was made of plant material. I looked at my phone and saw that my wife half an hour ago was saying, stop yelling, you're being too loud. So I'm like, oh, well, there you go. I got to tell There's you. There's a lot of dying. I got to tell you. You're, dying. you're selling the fuck out of this game. Well, while it's interesting, it's a lot. Like, it's a lot of dying. Like, that was the second boss we had beaten. The first boss took us about a day and a half, too. Like, Jesus. we went to fight him, and it was just like, this boss keeps killing us. We're going to leave. And then two of us played by ourselves in the world to level ourselves up and make ourselves stronger. And then we came back to beat that boss. And I still died many times. And uh, But we beat him in one shot. Like, we were able to stay alive enough. To not have to try again and again and again. But Tree Dragon. Oh, that fucker was tough. We had to try a lot of times. Tree Dragon. But like, it's on Xbox Game Pass. It's a remnant something, something, something subtitle. But. All right. Well, go look out for remnant something, 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 something. Exactly. If you look for remnant, you'll find it. Yeah. Um, and, and last, I know, for our icebreaker, you were telling me that Post Malone is currently doing his Pokemon concert. Yeah. Um. I don't know how this happened, but. uh. Well. Part of this is because Pokemon is such a great console. I mean, great game as a as a whole franchise yes. at this point. Um, it's its twenty fifth year anniversary. Yeah, twenty fifth anniversary. Twenty fifth year anniversary, and there was like a whole. Been, there's been like events throughout this whole week, but it's being capped off with a concert by Post Malone. Because when I think Pokemon, I think Post Malone. Also, Katy yes. Perry, and you were saying Jay Baldwin or Jay Baldwin. Yeah, apparently they're doing a, an album that's coming out later this year in the fall that'll have music from them as well. He also does a cover of a song during it, uh, a Hootie and the Blowfish song, Only Wanna Be With You, which had samples of the themes from Pokemon Gold and Silver in it. Like, it's, it's just, just Post Malone. When I think of him, I think of a homeless person who has too many tattoos. And so it's just strange. I don't get Post Malone. That that's that like someone at the Pokemon company was like, yes, Post Malone, he's a fan. Him. The children will love this. How? How? I don't know. I don't know. Like I wouldn't even think he would appeal because you know Pokemon company Japanese, uh, Japanese not not big on tattoos. They don't love them. You know. Uh, it feels like he would be uh, counterintuitive, but no. no. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. There's nothing more to say about that one. Really don't have anything else to say. I think we should say. start. I think, I think we that's should. all we can do. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. So, on to yeah. real things. Yeah. So, you know, we're just going to start talking about some stuff while uh, doing it under a timer because it's time topics. Times topics. Yes. Where we talk about things with a timer so that we don't talk about anything too long and make the show last four hours. Yeah. We don't have the swing with you guys yet to make you listen for a four hour show, but when we do, oh, well, you'll we'll do it. Oh, you're gonna. You're gonna. And we're gonna ask for donations. Yeah. And it's just gonna yes. be rambling, just yes. word vomit. Yes. Some of us, you'll beg us to stop, some of you will beg us to continue. And we'll do both. Do both. Mm-hmm. And you'll love us for it. You ready? Ready. I'm ready. All right. Five, four, three, two, one. So, starting with the rumor mill, is Henry Cavill working on a Mass Effect project? Henry Cavill, the actor currently known as Superman, shared a photo of himself on Instagram with the words, secret project, or just a handful of paper with random words on it. Guess you have to wait and see. Happy hump day, all. Included with the image was a script, a handful of papers with random words, but it was too blurry to make out. Game Pressure, a site or something, used a program called Focus Magic to remove the blur, and the clear image seems to reveal the words such as Cerberus, Tali Zara, and Geth. IGN also used Focus Magic to fix the image and confirm the words to appear. These words, as anybody might know, 
uh, are words from the Mass Effect franchise. So it's possible that Henry Cavill is now t- letting us know he's attached to it. Uh, Mass Effect is a popular game from Bioware, currently owned by EA, about um, a soldier named Shepard who basically has to fight a universe-ending thing that's in the universe. I'm describing it worse than it is, but it's a really good set of three games with a terrible ending at the end of the third. But it's a fantastic set of games. Yes. Um, Yeah. Legendary Pictures acquired the rights to the movies and uh, the game in 2010 and was set to feature the producers behind The Dark Knight and Spider-Man. So it may very well be coming very soon. I just feel that Henry Cavill needs to... Slow down? Uh-huh. No, no. Well, <laughs> no. He, he's, he's red hot right now. Right it for yeah. all it's worth. But sure. I was going to say, he needs to be more, like, I guess, stop underestimating geeks. Because they will take... I don't, the, I don't think he's underestimating geeks at all. That's a problem. Why would I you think... think why? Unblurring technology? He probably did. I mean, Henry Cavill plays World of Warcraft, does D&D, and built his own gaming PC on Instagram. I don't think he did it on purpose. I don't think he thought unblurring people were going to actually unblur it. I I don't know, man. I think he knows at this point. Like, I think he just kind of, you know, he, he wanted to F with people. He wanted to see who would figure it out first. Because if not, you know, somebody at some studio probably yelled at him. Like, oh, shit. I think he blurred it because it's like, see, haha, I, I, you don't know what it is, but you know, just you know, secrets, and then you didn't realize that you know, yeah, people are know. true to this, not new to this. Maybe, maybe, but we'll or, see. I'm, yeah, I'm assuming we'll hear more later. Yeah, you think he plays Shepard? Yeah, I can't see him playing anybody else <sighs> at this point. If you're going to get Henry Cavill for the movie, like you could make him someone else, but you probably want that face as Shepard. Shepard does have a very Superman kind of air about him, kind yeah. of. Well, I mean, yeah. if you're playing like you know Paragon, yeah. You know. And while it would probably be an interesting take if they want like female Shepard, I don't think they'd go female Shepard. I think they'd go male Shepard. Do you think they would have two versions of it where they have him go Renegade and have him go Paragon? I mean, that would be great in a animated world, but and if they're doing a real live action one. God, no. Nobody has that money. Damn it. This isn't Clue. Can't do that shit. Yeah. This is how it could have happened. Please help us. We need your assistance. Other way. You're going to fucking help us and we're going to murder you and your whole goddamn species. No. Drop. That's going to be it. Drop the planet ender. (laughs) Exactly. No. I don't don't know if that's going to happen. All right. Yeah, okay, so Angel Manuel Soto will be directing the Blue Beetle movie. So, Charmed City Kings director Angel Manuel Soto is set to direct Blue Beetle, a film by DC and Warner Brothers, and this will be the first superhero movie starring a Latino character. Uh, The screenplay is written by Mexican writer uh, Garth Donut... Okay, I'm screwing that up. Garth Donut Alocazar. Okay, who wrote see, Universal's Scarface remake? I forgot they did that. Oh my god! There was a Scarface remake. Okay. There, there is going to be a Scarface remake. And um, fascinating, Miss Bell, Miss Bala. Uh, so yeah, uh, they're starting. They're looking to do a fall production start, and executive producer uh, Zev Foreman is going to be from Warner Brothers and working on it. I don't believe this yet. That Blue Beetle is being made, or that that guy's yeah. the director. No, no. That, I believe all those people believe that they are doing the jobs they're doing. I don't believe the movie's being made yet. Because like, he announces so many movies, and it's just like, yeah, we're going to be doing this movie. Blue Beetle, yeah. And it's like, sure you are. Okay. If if they start filming something, then it, the movie's happening. Okay. They're saying they plan to start filming this in the fall. When is The Flash supposed to start filming? I don't know. Is it already filming? I don't. I feel like it's not filming. I feel like we'd know if it was filming. I feel like isn't it already filming? I mean, it's possible, but I feel like if it was filming, we'd be able to say right now, definitively, uh, <laughs> it's filming. The Flash movie begins filming February 17th. So it might have just started filming. I see that. Yeah. So somebody posted pictures of that, and supposedly it's begun filming just this month. You have no faith in DC to do anything right. Warner Brothers no, and DC to do why anything would I have right. Faith in- I'm sorry. I'm going to go off a little bit. Because uh-huh. I know we're talking no. about. They just announced today at like a DC thing that the current Justice League movie, the Snyder Cut that's coming out very soon, 
ends on a massive cliffhanger for a for movie real? that's never coming out. Yes. They're never doing a second follow-up Justice League movie. So they're ending it on a massive cliffhanger and they're never releasing another one. What are the decisions of these processes? <laughs> they just spent $70 million to fuck on this movie and they're going to end it on a cliffhanger for a movie that's never coming. Like, no. I don't I don't believe any of this crap until I see it. And even then, I don't I don't I don't believe it. Whatever. Um All right. We're going to move on. We're yeah. Tennessee Coates and JJ Abrams are working on a new Superman movie. Shadow and Axe has learned uh, that the story is from Shadow and Axe. Shadow and Axe has learned from studio sources that Tennessee Coates is writing an upcoming Superman feature film for DC Films and Warner Brothers Pictures. This is another one that I, I believe, but I don't. Whatever. Okay. J.J. Uh, Abrams will produce the feature under his Bad Robot Company, and Hannah Minghella will serve as producer. No directors yet attached. Additionally, the search for an actor to play Kal-El, Superman hasn't started, which means it may or may not be Henry Cavill. Um, quotes directly from the story. Tennessee Coates to be invited to the DC extended years of Warner Brothers, DC Films, and Bad Robot is an honor. I look forward to immediately adding to this legacy. J.J. Abrams, there's a new powerful and moving Superman story yet to be told. Okay, whatever. We couldn't be thrilled to be working with Mr. Coates. Uh, Toby Emmerich, chairman of Warner Brothers. Uh, Tennessee Coates, between the world and me, opened a window and changed. Okay, all right. Anyway, we got everybody's just fluffing each other's season. All right, Ooh. whatever. They're making a new Superman movie. I'm excited to hear Tennessee Coates is writing it because it's a great writer. Uh, he also wrote Black Panther and Captain America from Marvel Comics. He's also written a bunch of award-winning novels. But I'm less excited to know J.J. Abrams is actually involved in this at all. Why? Because it's just everything J.J. Abrams does now is just like, all right, cool. It's going to look like a J.J. Abrams film. It's going to feel like a J.J. Abrams film. And after seeing what he did to like Star Wars, it's just like, God, I don't care what this guy thinks anymore. I actually like that Star Wars. The last one? Well, not the last last one, but like the like the mm-hmm. first three. The Force Awakens. The what? What was the one? Okay, so I like the one, the first one, and I like the one with Khan, and that was it. That's Star Trek you're talking about. Star Wars. Oh shit! No, uh, Star Wars. Uh, yeah, no, they were fun. The Force Awakens. Force Awakens was him. Last Jedi wasn't him, and then the last one, The Rise of Skywalker, was him. Oh. Uh, yeah. Star Trek, the new ones, I, they're fine. I don't hate them. I don't love them, but I don't hate them. They're fine. But like, it was very clear. I think he said it in an interview somewhere. He did Star Trek, but he'd always secretly wanted to do Star Wars. So he was basically doing Star Trek and the way he would have done Star Wars, which is evident when you watch his Star Wars. You sound angry as fuck. I don't know. Like As much as even the third Star, Star Trek movie... I liked because it ex- expanded that universe a little bit. It was still kind of like, it's a cool idea in some respects to have the enterprise use old technology to beat an enemy. But even I acknowledge that the fact that they beat this enemy using like rock music and blaring it through space was garbage. Like it makes a really cool visual, but it's garbage. It's like the enterprise is basically playing heavy metal rock at this enemy and it's scrambling the circuits and it's exploding. And the enterprise is just flying through and like explosions of, yeah, it's like, no, this is garbage. What are we doing here? And that's why we haven't gotten a fourth movie yet, but whatever. I think I'm going to piss you off just a little more. Yes. Okay. Uh, did you notice the way everyone's talking about the Superman movie? Yes. The rumor is, is that this is going to be a black Superman. And they're I'm not pl- against that. And they're gonna they're gonna probably cast Michael B. Jordan. See, there you go. Look, I'm not against any of that. It's just look, know what you're signing up for. It's just <laughs> gonna be a mess. Like, look, if they're gonna take the black Superman and they're gonna go with the idea of like because they're already saying like they don't have to worry about continuity anymore, they're just gonna make movies. So maybe yeah, there's a Black Superman idea where, like, this is the Black Superman who turns into President Superman in that reality? Cool. I'm down with it. I didn't read Do you not know this? I did not know this. I don't know read this one. Okay. They did a whole multiversal thing a couple years ago. The character actually has popped up a few times. There's a Superman from another world in the DC multiverse who's black, who ends up being Superman, and eventually ends up becoming President of the United States. Uh-huh. So he's Black Superman, President of the United States. This guy. You have to look him up. But they've used the character a few times. Really good character. Totally fine with it. But people aren't going to know this character. No. And if you name him Clark Kent, people are going to freak out. They're going to be like, oh, God, oh, it's oh, Clark Kent. We're gonna, I mean, made him black. 
They, Even they, though he's an alien from another planet, so he, he should be any color he can be. Yes. They're going to freak out. They are definitely going to freak out. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's what you want, Warner Brothers. But, you know, I know people like to say, like, oh, Warner's better than Marvel. But Marvel gets a hit every time, and they follow their own storylines. And when they want to change a character, they change it in the comics first, and they go, hey, fuck you guys. We change it in the comics. We can change it in the movie, too. And then they do. Uh, Idris Elba's Hemdow. Okay. Here's the thing. Idris Elma is playing a fictional god. I didn't so, care. So it's like, some yes, people he's care. A Norse god, Most people But care. he's a god. So, yeah, those were racists. <laughs> those they were. were people who cared. They're like, Norse mythology. He can't be black. He's a Norse god of, uh, of, the, of Norse. Norse mythology. He's a Norse god, Norse god of Norse? Yeah, he's a Norse god of the Norse mythology. How can he be black? Because he's a Norse god of Norse mythology. It doesn't really matter what color he is. He could be purple. We are burning up time for time. We are. <laughs> Avatar The Last Airbender franchise expanding with a new animated movie de- dedicated studio. Story from IGN. Nickelodeon has announced an entire division dedicated to creating new stories and movies based on Avatar The Last Airbender because they realized that makes them a lot of money. Yep. Avatar Studios will work with, uh, will debut with uh, Paramount Plus, Nickelodeon platforms, and unspecified 30 party partners as well in cinemas. So, in the 19 years since they first created Avatar, they've realized there are more stories to tell in this world. So, because we like money, we're going to tell more stories in this world and do that. Okay, I mean, there are beautiful stories to tell about yes. Avatar. But, yeah, this is very much, a, this is a, a Peter Jackson. Who, uh, who did The Hobbit? I'm sorry. Uh, it was Peter Jackson. <laughs> yeah, Peter Jackson answered to this. It, like, it could have been too- I don't even know if Peter Jackson really wanted to do those. I think he probably wanted to do, it was probably like a, the whole thing. Like, he wanted to do The Hobbit first. And they're like, nah, nobody likes The Hobbit. Do Lord of the Rings. So the little rings. Eh, hey, we made a lot of money on this. You want to do the Hobbit now? He's like, eh, sure. No, but I mean, like he was gonna do the Hobbit in two movies, and then he's like, no, fuck it, I'm gonna do it three because you know I need to make a bigger part of my money house, my house made of actual money. I mean, that's possible. It's very, but, you know, it's probable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Am I getting the next one or you? Yeah, I, I got it. A twisted metal TV show okay. in works by PlayStation uh, PlayStation Productions. So PlayStation is making a twisted metal movie. Uh, they're. Well, <sighs> It's not in like storyline TV wise. show. TV show, sorry. TV show. It's not in like storyline wise, but like more of a, like they're using concepts and stuff. So um, the new no series. No one alive is, knows the storyline anymore. It's an action comedy based on an original take by Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick. Wernick. Uh, uh, the writers behind Deadpool and Zombieland. The show start is about mm-hmm. a motor mouth outsider who is offered a chance at a better life, but only if he can successfully deliver a mysterious package across a post-apocalyptic wasteland. With the help of a trigger-happy car thief, he'll face savage marauders driving vehicles of destruction and other dangers of the open road, including a deranged clown who drives an all-too-familiar ice cream truck, whom fans of this games will know as Sweet Tooth. So, um, yes. it sounds like Mad Max, but... Basically. Like, yeah. Um, Yeah. Sony doesn't care about this. I feel like they don't. No, so, Sony's last Twisted Metal game was in two thousand one. They haven't made one in nineteen years. Uh, Twisted Metal is a fairly simple idea. It's basically supposed to be in the the games a tournament. Yeah, it's a bunch of people who get together in a tournament to race to be the last person alive in this tournament in their cars. Uh, you know, trying to kill each other and basically stuff like that. It was like and if you win the tournament, you get a wish from the creator of the tournament, Calypso. And it can be anything you want because he's somehow got magical genie powers. So he can literally give you anything you want. But typically, like a bad genie, he gives you what you want in the worst possible way possible. Yeah. So that's typically how it is. Um, It was a lot of fun. Really twisted and crazy and decent stories for the characters. But I don't know. For whatever reason, Sony decided "Eh, they're not going to do that anymore. And they haven't in 19 years. But someone there, I guess, decided we can sell this. And so they are. Did you hear Will Arnett is executive producing this? I did see that, and I hate Will Arnett, so that didn't make me any happier. That's why I highlighted it for you. I figured that's why you highlighted it. I had a feeling. Uh-huh. It's like, good, good. I'm glad Sam pointed this out, and I see it. And I can be extra upset at the whole idea of this. Also, also, he might voice uh, Sweet Tooth. Yeah, I can, I, he's probably going to cl- voice Calypso, because that'd be more annoying. Because he could just be everywhere, like, talking about the tournament, and then, like, in people's ear, like... I don't know. Well, it's not really a tournament, I guess. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe. Yep. Uh, Terminator franchise anime series coming from Netflix. Production IG. Story from Bleeding Cool. Netflix and Skydance are teaming up for a new animated series. uh, An anime series based on the Terminator franchise. Marking the first time the property has an animated television series and its adaption. 
quote from Matson Tomlin, anyone who writes, who knows my writing, knows that I believe in taking big swings and going for the heart. I'm honored that Netflix and Skydance have given me the opportunity to approach Terminator in a way that breaks conventions, subverts expectations, and has real guts. He's the guy who wrote uh, the Batman and uh, Project, Project Power. Power. Yeah, which popped up recently in my my wheelhouse again because I completely forgot that even existed. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for this. Okay. I mean, it's Terminator, which is, you know, a cool idea still. I feel like it's going to be Decent like the Animatrix. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, just animated, they can, you know. I always think a lot of a lot of properties should go animated if they yes. don't have the money to go live action because you can do just as much animated as you can do live action for way cheaper. So just, you know, do that. Mm-hmm. You know, like Animorphs. But anyways. Um, yeah. We got uh, compliments for that now. We're okay. Soldier Boy Tello. Soldier Boy is coming out with another video game console because Stop it. the first console, Soldier Games, was just so great. It's going to totally work out. But this time he it was went on- sued out of existence before it even launched. <laughs> Allegedly. So uh, yeah, in yeah. February 20th, Soldier Boy tweeted, coming soon so- at Soldier Games. When you go to a Soldier Games, a newest tweet reads that they are building a new console from scratch, all new design, all new games, all new deals. Let's make history. Soldier Good Boy is, he came out with a console like in 2018, but that got, yeah. it um, mysteriously just went off. He just stopped selling them after a month. And we don't know yeah. why. And But he did tweet the day before. Uh, that he, it went offline. Uh, for uh, for anyone that thinks Nintendo is going to sue me, nothing's going to happen. Everything is legit. My console isn't going anywhere. Trust me. That was literally the day before he stopped officially selling them. So yeah, what he I don't know what that was, what the deal was with that because I don't remember anything enough about it. But either he got sued for having an emulator on there by Nintendo, and they sent him a cease and desist, and they got shook, or he was loading it with games, and it was coming preloaded with games, and then that's what they got sued for because. There are tons of emulator devices out there. I was actually looking at some handheld ones. They're like basically giant Game Boys, but you can load them with everything. And, uh, you know, those things sell fine all the time. And there's constantly new ones coming out. So I don't know what he did, but he probably did something he shouldn't have done. And they just slammed down on him. Hard. Mm-hmm. All right, you're up. Google Stadia facing class action lawsuit over 4K claims. Story from Destructoid. Plaintiff Jacqueline Shepard. Really? Jacqueline, you care that much? Has a class action lawsuit against the industry giant over misleading claims of Stadia Hello Gaming Service. The suit, originally filed in October 2020, which is only a little bit after Stadia launched and moved to New York federal court last week, alleges that Google, alongside developers Bungie and id Software, oh wow, stated that the Stadia service would feature 4K resolution, but did not walk back or correct the statement once it was openly reported that Stadia was upscaling several titles from 1080p to 1440p rather than for true K, uh, true real true K, uh, 4K. Uh, plaintiff alleges that publishers such as id sold access to doom eternal and other games through the global stadia subscription and wrongly generated millions of dollars in revenue uh the suit picks non-specific uh monetary damage and requests google accurately and publicly display status resolution for all things going forward uh, it could take years to reach its conclusion by then stadia will no longer exist one minute remaining especially since they just said uh they missed their target of subscriptions in an article today by hundreds of thousands. What? Yeah. Yeah. But it was an article that came out this weekend and it said by hundreds of thousands, they were off in their subscriptions. So I don't know how many people are playing Stadia, uh, Jacqueline, but it was you and like 12 other people. I actually got a Stadia for free. And you haven't launched it yet. I haven't launched it yet. Exactly. I know people who work at Microsoft, I'm sorry, at Google, and they were like, yeah, I haven't. I, f- I forget I have it sometimes. I haven't played it. So it's just like, you guys are getting the games for free. And you're not even bothering. Like, can I give a yeah. shit? I think we're about to be out of time, huh? Uh, oh, two stories. Uh, so Ellen Ripley and the Xenomorph from Aliens are now in Fortnite because everything is in Fortnite. And a 500 gigabyte PS4 may no longer be able to three, fit Call of Duty two, Black Ops because one. the game is now bigger almost than 500 gigabytes. So, literally, you have to have a bigger hard drive to play Call of Duty on your PlayStation 4. Time. Yes. Well, that that was all our time topics. So there yeah. you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's also going to be a thing probably for PlayStation 5 pretty soon, I would imagine. Um. So, people were just like, hey, uh, why the fuck does it take that much space? Because there's games that look prettier than that, that take less space. So, what the fuck are you doing, Cad? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, uh, they're, they're loading it full of content. And if you want to play it, suck it up, buttercup. 
But uh, yeah, streaming PS Five going to be a thing for that. I think PS Five will be a bigger issue at some point because uh, typically that's higher resolution graphics, bigger textures, so it could potentially be bigger than five hundred gigabytes. And right now, you can't expand till this summer when they allow you to expand because that came out this week. Sony said that expansion bay we put in, we're going to let you use that come this summer. We're going to have a software update that'll do it. That software update also might spin up the fans in the machine to keep the machine cooler so you can use this. Which many people said, so you're going to make the fans spin harder and louder, hey? I thought this machine was supposed to be silent. So we're going to all have to wait and see. And see if now the PS5 sounds like the PS4, like a jet engine taking off. Because many people would say that PS4 sound like a jet engine when they're actually working hard. So, yeah. It's okay. So any fans will still buy the next one. Um, Because they will. They They will. will. I'm not saying shit. So, <laughs> come at me. <laughs> Andy at rapturepress.com. There you go. <laughs> no, that was a different email address. Okay. Um. <laughs> this is going off the rails. All right. So, Paramount Plus, should you bother buying it? For our main discussion. Yes. Yes. So, are we going to just run this down beats by bits? Yeah, basically. Just just random shit. Uh, okay. You want to start up? Or do you okay. Because I was so going to go Paramount pull up Plus. I'll just start with a thing. So, mm-hmm. Paramount Plus, uh, the renamed streaming service, formerly known as CBS All Access, which encompasses all of Firecom CBS Network's brands, is getting a huge assortment of new major theatrical films uh, this year. So Variety and Deadline report that Mission Impossible 7, A Quiet Place 2, and the Paw Patrol movie, whoa, the Paw Patrol movie, are also slated to release on Paramount Plus a mere 45 days after the theatrical debut. Paramount will look to 30 days for most titles and 45 days for tent poles. Uh, so basically, another studio is saying, yeah, that movie theater thing, we're going to do that, but like only for a little bit, like a month. And then we're going to put it up somewhere and help you guys subscribe and give us your money directly. Okay, so here's check this out: Top mm-hmm. Gun, Maverick, A Quiet Place Two, Mission Impossible Seven, uh, Paranormal, a new Paranormal Activity franchise, and Pet Cemetery, uh, Pet Cemetery prequel. Okay, those are not mm-hmm. like you know trolls, like a troll movie. There's, those aren't like you know little kitty movies or like B level movies that we're not expecting to do super well. Yeah, we're, they're talking about these are the major movies that we would go see in theaters and we'd do, be doing numbers, and they're doing that forty five days out. That's that's okay. a big deal. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. So you're you're probably reading something slightly different too, because this says, um, and this is what I didn't know about, and I'm ultra excited about because it's stupid and I love it. A new Beavis and Butthead movie. Yes. A Workaholics movie. Yes. The new Paranormal Activity movie and the new Pet Cemetery movie will actually forego theaters and release exclusively on Paramount Plus. Oh. So I don't know about the the Top Gun one now. Maybe that'll still go in theaters because it's Tom Cruise and you probably would get pissed off and start yelling at the studio if it doesn't go to theaters. Yeah, no, but, probably going to theaters. Um, those movies particularly are going to just go straight to Paramount Plus. So again, super excited. Beavis and Butted. More excited for that than anything else on this list. Um <laughs> Hollywood Reporter also states that James Bond No Time to Die will also eventually land on Paramount Plus thanks to a new deal between Paramount and MGM. So potentially 45 days after. Uh, the news was announced at Viacom CBS Investors Call on Wednesday. Paramount Plus, which launches on March 4th, which is just next week, will serve as Viacom's competitor. You might even be watching it by the time you hear this. Uh, will serve as Viacom's competitor streaming giants such as Netflix, Amazon, and HBO Max. More than 2,500 films will be offered in its library. Um... Record according to the Hollywood Reporter, details of the new Paramount Activity movie are scarce, but the upcoming Pet Cemetery movie will serve as an origin story for the Stephen King horror film. Uh, heading up Paramount Plus's comedy offerings are the new Beavis and Butted film from series creator Mike Judge, the weekly sh- show with Trevor Noah, Inside Amy Schumer, a new Workaholics movie, and a Reno 911 special debuted, uh, dubbed Reno 911: The Hunt for QAnon. So that's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be ridiculous. Okay, yeah. so they're doing a Rugrats revival that's going straight to this. They're getting, and they got the original voice actors for Tommy and Jucky, uh, Tommy, Tommy, Angelica, Chucky. It and sounds like all of them, basically. Yeah, just about. Um, this feels super weird to me. 
but I, also, I don't think it's going to do well, unfortunately. I think it's going to do just fine because it's going to be on this network. Yeah, but it's like the, it's not going to like the Rugrats. I don't think it's going to do as well as it did for our generation. I don't think it's going to translate too well to this next generation. And the CGI. I think it might just because it's not for us. Like, I think my kid would probably like this and be fine with it. Like, I might look at it and go, this looks wrong. But, like, if I don't turn it off, she'll probably watch it and enjoy it just the same. Maybe. I don't know. Like I said, it looks weird. mm -hmm. But again, it's just because I think, like, in my head, I know what it looks like. Yeah, you might be right. I don't. Yeah. It just, it just, it. It's a little unsettling. Yeah. We gotta That's, remember, this shit is not for us anymore. I know, it's just a little unsettling, man. Um, there's it a, is. Okay, so like, also we got a Frasier revival. So they're gonna... God damn it, who wants this? Really? A lot of freaking people. People love Frasier. Why? My mom loved Frasier. Like, I mean, sure, but who wants this now? I'm not surprised. Uh, Watch. Also, Everyone's gonna be sick of it in a week. They're like, I don't want to hear this pretentious white man tell me how to live my life anymore. Like fifty percent of them, the other fifty percent is like, tell me everything. Um, this might be good for you. There's a teasing that there's going to be expansions in the Star Trek universe. Eh? Here's the thing: you would think this would be good for me, but the only thing I've watched is the Lower Decks and Picard. You never watched, I watched Discovery? About the first two episodes of Discovery. I thought it was fine. I liked it, and then I never bothered to watch it anymore again. Hmm. And part of me is just like, I should watch this eventually. Another part of me is like, meh. It's well, here's the here's why I don't like Discovery. Off the bat. Okay. It's a prequel. I don't give a shit. Like, automatically, if you tell me something's a prequel, I kind of almost don't give a shit already. Because it's like, you're telling me this is a story that takes place before Kirk, before Picard, before everything else. Like, it's before Kirk. I so don't care. Like, you didn't was like, like that? Uh, uh, what was it? What, Enterprise? Tri- yeah, Enterprise. You didn't like Enterprise? I did not fuck with Enterprise even one <laughs> bit. I didn't watch one episode of it. I liked Enterprise. It's I did fun. not. I didn't know. Again, I was like, I don't care about any of this crap. Because you know what? I know where it all leads to. It leads to Kirk. I don't give a shit. I'm like, why would I care? None of it affects anything. Like, you can only go so far with this because it's all going to lead to here. Yeah, no, true. I get that. And then they did this prequel now that's like between Enterprise and Kirk. It's like, eh, we're going to go for this little tiny spot. I'm just like, no. I don't I don't give a flying fuck. Like, I'll probably watch it eventually, but I don't yeah. give a flying fuck. Mm-hmm. I probably won't watch it because I never watched Enterprise. I watched the last episode of Enterprise because I heard Riker was on it. And I was like, good, it's over. <laughs> you are a salty bitch today. I don't like prequels. I don't like prequels. Uh, Halo TV series that was going to be on for Showtime is now coming to Paramount+. Plus. This, I think, is a big deal. Yeah. No, I think this is a... Well, we didn't finish that, but yeah. Uh, Star Trek Lower Decks, new season. Star Trek Discovery, new season. Picard, season two. Um, possibly another show with um, uh, I forget her name, Michelle Yeoh's character, and um, another show called Star Trek: Strange New Worlds, which is going to have Anson Mount, Ethan Peck, and Rebecca Romaine reprising their Discovery roles as Pike, Spock, and Number One, and uh, the new Star Trek Prodigy show, which was going to be on Nickelodeon, but is now coming to Paramount Plus, which is going to be basically like uh, a bunch of kids learning under like the Academy and like Catherine Janeway is going to be, I guess their teacher partially. Oh. It's also the first Star Trek show that has no humans as part of the main cast of characters. So it's all alien characters as well, but it's oh. an animated show. Okay. So yeah, those are the extra things with this uh, whole Star Trek announcement. There's some cool stuff here. Stuff I'm actually excited for. It's just, again, prequel shit. I don't give a, I don't, I don't care about. Um, but yeah, Halo. Yeah. Halo, I think it's a big deal. Halo was being made. Before the pandemic hit, it was nearly done filming its first season. So I think they're wrapping it up now or it's almost done. I totally forgot Um, about this. mm -hmm. I think a lot of people did, actually. Uh, It was coming to Showtime. Now it's being moved from Showtime to Paramount+. And I feel like that move is big because streaming services need their their killer app. Like, whether it's a game streaming service um, or a, a movie one, you need, like, that big thing that nobody else has. And I think Halo might very well be it. And there's been leaks and stuff from the set that basically everybody who's seen it has been impressed by what they've shot. Like, it's apparently big deal, big budget. Like, they've been putting a lot of work into this. So, I think it's said to come out... Oh, it says 2022. So, I mean, I, I'd almost say it's maybe this year, but if, I guess it depends how far they are with filming. 
But I think it's going to be a big deal. Netflix has, uh, well, they've had a bunch. They've had like House of Cards, Orange is the New Black, Bojack Horseman, mm-hmm. like Stranger Things. Stuff. Stranger Things. Those were like the yeah. killer things. And then yeah. like Hulu had The Handmaid's Tale. Disney, you would say like Mandalorian, the Mandalorian, and, and the Marvel stuff, and now Wanda with WandaVision happening, and, this and some of their movies. Yeah, this yeah, Paramount's this is their killer thing. I I can see. Yeah, that. yeah. I mean, like, I'm trying to think if HBO Max has anything that really stands out. Uh, maybe the, not yet. Well, they had Wonder Woman, I guess that was probably their big thing so far. Yeah, but I think it's going to be probably um like Green Lantern. A uh, Green Lantern and their um their Green Lantern television show and their um their prequel to Batman, where it's the Gotham PD. I think those are too far off. Like you need something that's like this year. Like that's almost like next year stuff for them. Like I think the Suicide Squad, the Matrix, those are the big things that HBO has coming this year. But they need a good TV show. And the last time I think was like Perry Ellis or some shit like that. Yeah, but you got everything that HBO makes. So I mean, you really got good TV shows coming out all the time. Like. HBO has like what is it? Uh, the the SRA show. They have the new season of that. Insecure. You got, Last season. Yeah. No, I mean still, but you got that though. You got you know Ballers from The Rock. Yes. They have a Sex in the City revival coming. I don't like, understand that. I don't understand either. But like HBO Max, like the service should be doing better because HBO is still like that channel. Yeah. Like if HBO puts out a show, more times than not, it's good. You know, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna mm-hmm. be Last of Us. And they have that. They have that. That's kind of, but it's probably good next year too. But like HBO Max will be fine just with the fact that HBO puts out good shows. Like they'll get those shows and people will sign up to get it if they don't have cable. But like it should be doing better by the content they have available. Mm-hmm. Um, and even like, you know, Sesame Street and other stuff like that. They have like a lot of little things that like appeal to different groups. And I'll support them with uh, Godzilla versus King Kong. I'll do my part on that. Exactly. So yeah, they got a bunch of stuff coming out this year. Yeah, and I think that's probably why they're doing all that stuff this year because, again, Disney has gotten nearly a hundred million subscribers in a year, and like HBO definitely has content to match for an adult audience. They should be doing better, but like their rollout was just confusing and weird. Yeah, and it kind of boned them. Like they didn't they, like they're about to rebrand that too this year. I think that's the word. And even what's its face, um, Peacock, like. You know that's not as big, I would say, as some, but but Saved by the Bell is the, like that's. I don't even think Saved by the Bell is the big one for them. I think honestly, The Office, and well, yeah, something having, else they got back having all of the Office. Fuck, yeah, office that was of, a big thing for Netflix for a long time. Like that was one of the things people watched the most. Office, Thirty Rock, and um, mm-hmm. uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah. yeah, you know they have those shows, and then. They're now getting the WDB network that's coming to them next month in March, a couple days. Yeah. In time for the first pay-per-view that they're having before WrestleMania. And again, like even if, you know, WDB network, it's not a huge network, but it's about a million people. So like you're going to get a million people probably to sign up to that because it's cheaper and they're already dedicated to signing up to the WDB network. So they're going to follow it now to the new place. And if you get a million more eyes watching everything else you got, then yeah, you got a million more eyes. Yeah, you know true. they'll tell your friends and show their friends like, yeah, no, this thing's got a lot of stuff on it. So, so it's working out. Okay, so with everything that we just talked about in regards to Paramount, Paramount Plus, sorry, do you think it's worth it? Because right now I got a subscription to Netflix, to Hulu, to Disney Plus, and to Amazon Instant Videos. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even count That's the Amazon. One. Amazon has the boys. Yeah, they have Paramount. the boys. Jesus. Boys are so good. And Jack Ryan. Yeah, Jack Ryan. I haven't gotten into it yet, but everyone says how much they like Jack Ryan. Lots of people like Jack Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. See, the problem, I think, what you're saying is, and you're about to say, is we all think of streaming like a zero-sum game kind of like thing. Like, it's all or nothing. And really, the truth is, it should never be all or nothing for this. Like, this is exactly what we all wanted. Like, to be able to watch what we want where we want, how we want, and not be, like, locked in. Yeah. And, like, we all end up locking ourselves in on, on, automatically. Like, really, like, you can go to websites and find out what new stuff is on Netflix without signing up for Netflix. And if any of that stuff appeals to you, you can sign back up for Netflix, pay $10, watch it for the month, and then disconnect it again. And then sign back up when you want to watch that stuff. And it's super easy. Like, it literally takes you probably a minute. Actually, you know what? No, you're right. Because I did that for uh, Game of Thrones. I used yeah. to, like, because I have Sling. 
And I, like, mm-hmm. I had some TV, and I would literally just throw in an extra $14 during Game of Thrones season was around. Yeah. And I had HBO for an extra three months, and then I took it right off. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like, we do that because we want to be part of the conversation. But truth be told, like, you could have waited till the last month of Game of Thrones when, like, they had maybe four episodes to go. Yeah. And just be like, all right, cool. I'm going to start binging this now. Yeah. And just pay for one month and watch. And, like, but we all, like, sign up for these services, and we don't want to... FOMO. We don't. We, we tell ourselves it's too much of a hassle to disconnect and not, you know, and then re-sign up again. When it's really not a hassle. We go to the damn website. We tell it no, and that's it. We're done. Um, Actually, you know what? Shut up. Because maybe we can make an app that automatically does that for you. <laughs> there probably could be some sort of app. Like, you know, it's a reminder. Your subscription's about to renew, so you should cancel today. Click the link, and we'll take you to the cancellation page. Take you directly there. Just hit the button. You're good. And if when you're get, ready, hit the button. We'll take you back. You sign back up. Get us more money and get some more coding. We can get it so that it just automatically does it itself. Just boop. Yep. 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 Pat, but pat. I mean, that's that's the thing. We're all just lazy, and the companies know we're lazy. That's, yeah, it's really no. what it comes down to. We're all lazy. They know we're lazy, and they'll just they get us. You know, it's. But that's the thing. We we could all be paying practically nothing you can you, know, you could sign up for one service every month and be like all right this month i'm just gonna watch what's on paramount plus because i haven't seen any of these shows i'm just gonna pay attention to this for a month next month i'll come back to netflix i'll, I'll watch that show next month but we all want to be a part of that conversation we all want to be you know in when people are talking about the new stuff happening so we all get it and we all kind of keep it and stick it around with it i agree which is why we all share everybody's accounts and lockets. yeah i know that's, what was, that's how i wanted to end this up what do you got i got that I mean, that's how I wanted to end this topic. We should um, yeah. split a Paramount Plus account. Probably. Or we should wait a couple of days and see if we know somebody who has it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Maybe Mirza yeah. has it. Maybe Mirza needs to get it. <laughs> and then we bring it back around. Bring it back around, yeah. See? But no, like even Peacock, like I got that recently because it comes with Comcast customers. You Comcast know, owns the NBC, I so have, Comcast customers get Peacock automatically. Give me your account. I need to watch uh-huh. Saved by the Bell. <laughs> well, do you have Comcast at home? You might already have it. I don't. I don't have Comcast. But for your internet, though. I have, like, I have op, uh, Optimum. Oh, that's right. You're in New York. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Uh, we'll talk. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, I got it for my dad. I'm like, wait, you have Comcast, right? Let me see your account, dad. He's like, yeah, you got this, too. I upgraded his account. I was like, yeah, we don't have to pay for this. Don't worry about it. Here, thanks. Bye. <laughs> Even though he had it. I was like, come on. You're not going to use this. Not me use it. No. You're paying for cable. I don't know why. That's the whole point of having parents. An extra account that you can screw, you can like smooch off. I mean, for about a year, when I was living in my first apartment with my wife, uh, I went to my parents' house with a sling box, which is not related to sling tv really i don't think they're the same company at all but similar names but the sling box is basically a box you hook up to your cable box i think they are actually can... really I was, yeah i was never quite certain Maybe i think they are, they are. But... i think i think they decided to go this route mm. well yeah you hook up the sling box to the tail box and basically you can control it from anywhere and it plugs into the internet so basically you can log into an app and you can watch your cable box from anywhere so anyway my parents had an extra room in their house with an extra cable box in it that was just there for guests. So I was like, okay, cool. Hooked up the sling box. And so when my wife and I didn't have cable and we didn't have good antenna reception, it's like, but we had decent internet. Guess what? We're just going to watch TV from down there. So we would just stream TV from the TV down in Maryland and watch TV. We never got local news, but whatever. <laughs> we got the same show, same time zone. That was it. Easy peasy. Yeah. And you could use it when you left the country. So it's like, hey, I'm going to watch TV where I am. I was on someone else's Netflix account and like Hulu account for like six months or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. I'm on my brother's accounts and people are on mine. My mother-in-law is on my Netflix account. Yeah, I share my country role with some, one of the per- some other person and my Netflix with some other person and mm-hmm. just go... Wait, no, I didn't make it. Don't cancel my account, Netflix. No, they don't I'm cancel sorry. any of my accounts. This is, this is, if anything, this is advertisement for you. You should be exactly. like, no, I'm grateful. And shit. Netflix is so convenient, you can make an account for your family members and share with them. And then you can watch and talk about Netflix. Yes. Netflix. 
a great place to watch TV and movies. Sign up today. Use promo code. We don't have a promo Promo code. code. Promo code Rapture Press will get you nothing, but you can still sign up without it. All right. There you go. We need to do more commercials anyway. So We should do more commercials. You know, like Tux, that thing that helps you poop. Just put it in your butt and it'll help your constipation. Tux, put it in there and poop away. Okay, maybe not like stuff like that. I mean, I, I was when thinking, was the last time Tux had a commercial for themselves? I'm helping them out. I, I was thinking more like Paramount Plus, seeing as how we were just talking. Well, about we it. have to we have to see Paramount Plus. I mean, but when was the last you time know, you used Tux? I mean, not me, but I know yeah. people. But you know, still, still, we'll clip this one and we'll tag Tux if they have a Twitter account and let them know we're open to do commercials for them. Uh, not even you know? joke. Uh, Anthony Bourdain actually said something about this that says I shouldn't yeah. do this. Yeah, he did. He literally did. What did he say? He said um, it's about making when you got he got famous when it was later in his life. And it, after that, it was about making smart long term decisions because you can get famous and you write some books and stuff. And someone offers to give you a million dollars to do like anti vomit uh, to do like vomit uh, or mm-hmm. uh, medicine and Short term, that's a million dollars, but forever on, you're known as the vomit guy. Interesting. But here's the problem. With what he said is you can get famous and then someone offers you this. So that sounds like a famous person problem. We don't have that problem yet. He said basic fame, like not even like real famous. Like you get a uh-huh. little fame and then they get start people start trying to put your name. To so fame. then we shouldn't be doing a commercial for maybe you don't have a problem pooping. Maybe you poop too much. Pepto-Bismol. Pepto-Bismol will help you not poop so much. And will make your stomach feel better. Prep the bismol. Search for the pink bottle. See? Are you just rapid firing commercials? I am. I am. But we're covering both sides of the spectrum. People who can poop too much and people who poop too little. When was the last time you had Pepto bismol? Uh, it's been a long time. I typically go with a medium. When I want to stop shitting, I need something that acts fast with quick, fast action relief. Uh, that's why I reach for a <laughs> Just, just, just I tried so hard to keep myself from laughing in that last one, and I couldn't. Oh my god! I really wanted to finish it. I really wanted to finish that goddamn one. Like off the rails. This one went off. The rails. I'm, okay. I'm so disappointed in myself that I couldn't get through that one. I would have been three for three. Damn it! And that's the show. That's the show. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Tex Modium. Bismol. Yeah. I'm Paramount Plus. I mean And Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus. And Netflix. And Netflix. And Netflix. Alright. All right. Mm-hmm. And Mirza. Yeah, Mirza. Yeah. Because vegans, you always know when they're there. That's a commercial for vegans. <laughs> My name is Andrew McDonald. And if you'd like this, you can find us at Totally Original Geekings Podcast or the Review Zoo, which we do bi weekly where we review movies, TVs, games, comics, more, and anything else. Uh, you can find more of our content and content of our friends at rapturepress.com. And you can follow us on social media at rapturepress or the Review Zoo everywhere you get your social. Yep. All right. I think we're done, Sam. Yeah. So we'll see everybody next week. One. Later. Later.